AI will definitely create music, but it will never replace us because somebody has to tell the AI what they want. Get rid of the pictures. The pictures yeah. that matter are the ones inside your head. We are not assholes. <laughs> we, we can't be. So if we're not assholes, we can't work with assholes. Hello, I'm QJ, and this is a new podcast series all about music and the music business, and I'm calling it Nerdycast. Welcome to you all. In this episode, I'm joined by my guest, Gustavo Branger, who describes himself as a creative, a leader, and a strategist. Oh, and by the way, we're also joined by Gustavo's business partner, Tim, during the first few minutes. But let's find out what really makes Gustavo tick. Gustavo, over to you. So, yeah, let me give you some background. Yeah, um, please do. We can do a quick introduction. So, so I'm Gustavo Branger. Um, I'm actually Venezuelan, half American, but I, I lived in Venezuela until I was 17, then moved to the U.S. Um, to pursue a career in television. I do like visuals, I have to say. That's kind of my background. Um, and then I moved to Buenos Aires. And so I started working in TV, first with the Cisneros Group of Companies back in 1997 uh, for three years. And Disney hired me and I worked with them in a career that took me to Argentina, to London, to Amsterdam, then to Paris. And now um, after COVID, I'm now as an entrepreneur, uh, but it was 20 years in, in, in Disney. And that was a great way of, of kind of uh, schooling me to, to be able to go into this entrepreneur world that I've been able and lucky to be able to do with Tim. Uh, but my background is really television. Music has been a big passion of mine since I was born. I always had music on the house. My parents had music. I had a massive cassette and CD collection as I grew up. Um, and of course, we digitized everything. And, and now vinyl is coming back. So we're going back to get, get those vinyls from the dusty you know, storage houses that we have. Um, and when I left the company, I really wanted to follow my passions, which were content and music. Um, and I met him with global music branding a while back in, when I was overseeing the channel business for Disney and the Benelux. And we worked together on a few projects. They always delivered amazing music, um, easy to work with, even when negotiating. And, you know, that, that's always like the horrible side of our business, right? Um, but the, the, the vibes were still cool and going, right? So we, you know, when, when I left Disney, I, my first meeting was with Tim and said, hey, man, you know, I've uh, left the company and you guys are called Global Music Branding, uh, but you're primarily focused on the Dutch market. Uh, let me join the company and I'll bring the world to global. And, and here, here, here we are, you know, combined with Tim's expertise and I'll let him talk about, but he's a radio guy and he loves radio like you. So you go for it, Tim. Yeah, thank you for uh, the kind words, uh, Gustavo. You know, I'll pay, pay you later, right? Um, <laughs> I think you owe him quite a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might be the case. Um, well, uh, I'm Tim. Um, I have a background in radio. That's how I started my career when I was 17. I always knew that I wanted to work at the radio station when I was like nine years old or something. I always worked at local radio stations. And then, you know, when I, when I was all, almost uh, grown up, I uh, already start my career at radio so i was like okay why why not let's go for it so i spent 10 years uh, of my working life at radio in different positions uh, but my main position was always uh, imaging 
Toronto. Uh, I was responsible for promos, jingles, you know, everything you'll hear on the radio except uh, for music or uh, or a host. Um, after 10 years, I was, uh, I'd say, a bit done with it. I, I think I've seen it all, you know, and every year was kind of like a repetition of the last year in terms of, like, how the radio sounded or, like, the promos. So, um I always had like a big love for music as well. That's why I also went into radio. Um, and I started producing music. Uh, that was kind of like already when I was working at the radio station, like on the side, you know, I had my own studio there. So I had access to it. So, you know, I was trying out some stuff and composing and producing. Uh, that got a bit out of hand. Um, so I was thinking like, why, why don't I start um, a company? Um, so uh, I started Globe Music Branding. Um, no, we met Gustavo like seven years ago when we started working with Disney. Uh, we always had like amazing fun, uh, and and I have to say Gustavo was was the client, but he was always like very very hands on with the music. So even if you know he had feedback or, or you know just just initial thoughts on the music, it was always very detailed. Uh, even with time codes and everything, and we love that. That's the way we like to work. You know, when a client really knows, you know, what what they want, what they need, and where they want it to go. So for he he, he was actually thinking that he was kind of like annoying for us or like a bit of a pain in the ass, but, but we loved it. Uh, we always had a great vibe. So it was kind of a surprise that uh, now two years back that he, he came to us and asked him like, "Hey guys, um, I'm I'm actually leaving Disney. Why don't I?" Um, bring the world to global in his words. And we were like, no, global music branding is all about, you know, our international network. And we work with like compose and produce from all over the world. Uh, but, but he had, he had a point there. All of our clients were primarily uh, Dutch or kind of like in the region. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think it was perfect timing. You know, there was uh, my, 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 my other part business partner. He, he was, he, he was not in love with the music anymore, so uh, it was perfect timing that, that Gustavo joined. We had the fire going, and uh, yeah, we we we've been on a on a very very great great ride so far. Um, loving it, and uh, um, yeah, pursuing a great future together with Global Music Branding. Excellent. So, so, Sounds very, very exciting for, yeah. for both of you, the meeting, and you're, and you're still together. You're still yeah, together. yeah, to totally, totally. Yeah. Right. We're still yeah, it's, in, it's, in the honeymoon period. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's a happy marriage so far. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a happy marriage. Yeah. So what are you guys um, up to right now? What, what's the big project? What's the, or, or the little projects that are really exciting you now? Well, we, we, of course, we, um, we've done a lot of work for, for Disney, and, and one of the projects that we just finished was for a series premiering for Disney Latin America. Uh, it's a series premiering this year called El Pop. So we did all the scoring and we did all the songs. It's a um, series about K-pop and, and the fandom of K-pop in Mexico. Uh, so we actually worked with uh, a, a new uh, female uh, K-pop band in Korea, and we had to do our own boy band over there with individual artists. Um, and then we worked, you know, we, we wrote songs for in K-pop, but also reggaeton, Latin ballad, Latin pop, and Latin 90s pop, actually. I'll be very specific. Um, it, it was a bit bit weird, sorry to interrupt, because I, I was just thinking back that we were, like, working with a team of composers, producers, like, songwriters from from mainly Europe, working on Korean pop music, 
that was going to be used in a series in Latin America or produced in Latin America. So okay, okay, yeah, I, 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 we could have never made that up. <laughs> yeah, <no>. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we we just finished that project. Uh, we're working on a few theme songs for the U.S. Uh, and for an animated company called Cyber Group Studios, which is a French American uh, studio. Um, they have great shows like Gigantosaurus. And I, I unfortunately I can't talk too much about those projects because they're still going and we all have NDAs. Um, we did some songs for the Star Wars Hotel, the immersive Star Wars Hotel in the Walt Disney World, which launched, uh, I think, a little bit over a year and a half or maybe even two years ago. Unfortunately, they just announced its closure. So I'm not going to be able to hear our songs there, unfortunately. Uh, we did 12 songs for them. Uh, they have two spaces, one called the Atrium, which is the main lobby and the, an alien lounge bar, kind of where to go and have you know galactic drinks and hear to cool, funky music. Um, so we did that. Uh, we've done some stuff on radio for uh, Antenna Group, which they have radios in Bulgaria, Romania, and Greece. So we did several jingle packages for them, uh, CHR and AC. Um, what else are we doing? I'm trying to, we do a lot of stuff for Basic Fit. Basic Fit is the biggest um, gym chain in, in Europe. Um, and we help them out with their audio workouts. We, we're helping them now with their audio branding, their Sonic logo. Um, and we're doing a lot of that kind of work. We still do some park stuff. We do, we've done those songs for other TV shows in the US for, for Disney. Uh, one was Zombies 3, uh, which is a Disney Channel original movie. So we had one of the songs uh, in, in, in the movie, which is quite cool. We had to, it was during COVID and we had to record the guys in Canada, the, the talent in Canada, of course, are, are using audio movers and um it was a interesting experience i have to say <laughs> um so it sounds like you've got uh you've got a good client list there yeah we, we are lucky i mean i think a lot of it has to do with you know we 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 love what we do and and i think at the beginning people are in nah, man you know you you can't be real and we had this from especially from like the radio guys were like no you, you yeah it's gonna be too nice and then something's gonna go wrong you know like wrong down the process and we we always say to them look we we have to be in this together we we it's a we call it an immersive process where the client is always involved we, we call our client our friends because our experiences every project that we do we end up you know having a relationship outside of that because we we had a great time doing what we do and 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 they're happy with our work. So we try to keep it that way, right? If I was working in a bank, I'd probably be miserable. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and there's one funny, I, I, don't, I don't know, Gustavo, if I'm allowed to tell this, but otherwise you can, I think Q, QJ. I'll, I'll tell QJ can, after. Yeah, the yeah, can you can just cut it out. out yeah. After. yeah. One, one, of, one of the first things that Gustavo said when, you know, when we were talking about him joining the company and when he was actually joining, he's like, I'm, I just need to get away from Disney for for a bit. He's been there for twenty years. I just need to do something different. Well, mm -hmm. get, guess our first project, our first invoice, it was Disney. So I get, I guess you can, you you can run, but I don't know. I don't know. I think. But that's kind of what you do, isn't it? That's that's exactly yeah, yeah. what you do. You kind of you know you bat for the other side, and what happens, yeah. you know. But it wasn't yeah. a bad I think it's, it wasn't a, I, I love the company and, and and you know you can keep it in if you want. But it, it was also you were asking before about go crazy. So go crazy is hmm. my so 
Mike, that global music branding ticked the box or ticks the box for the love of music and then the love of content. I, I created a company called Go Crazy, which was a TV format development company. So um, I basically write the Bibles and the storylines and the arcs and character descriptions and go and sell those projects. So it's fairly new and, and I have... So is, it, is that you personally? You you come up yes. with those creative ideas? Yeah, that's me, my brain and I. Yeah. Uh, a few glasses of wine here and there or gin and yeah. tonic for the job. Um, and we, you know, I've been doing some also executive production work with that for, for National Geographic in Latin America I, 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 uh, for a show premiering this year about DJs called Be Playing. Um, but, you know, I always wanted to combine both. So when, whenever I'm pitching some some of these shows, I always say, look, you know, if, if we do this show, global music has to be in charge of, of doing the music for it, right? Um, and now even Tim and I are working on a preschool musical project together. So hopefully we'll have it ready for October to start pitching to the market because we, we do feel that there's a gap in the market for that type of content. Uh, you, know, you, you used to have the Wiggles back in the day or Yoga Bagaba, which were great shows. And, you know, now it's m mainly animated, which are great, but definitely there's a, a something to do where you can then do live shows and you know, exploit the music. Hmm. So guys, you've, you've either got an incredible team around you or you never sleep. So which is it? <laughs> well, no, I, we I have think a, it's a music network. It's a bit of both. A bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might say that. Yeah, but, but it's exciting, isn't it? When, you, when you're absorbed by, by the work that you do, it's no longer work. It's, it's playing with the stuff that you, that you enjoy playing with. Um, yeah, but and, that's, uh, also, that's also the danger, Q, um, as in, you know, being in the studio till like 5 a.m. and enjoying it, but, you know, it's, you, you have to find that balance one day. So, so I don't know, you probably know, you, you can see probably by your faces that I'm the older guy in the team. So I'm always telling Tim, like, have you had lunch today? Have you had breakfast today? And he's like, no, no, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. So, like, I, I, I think that's something that a lot of creatives can, can recognize, right? Maybe you, you're so into it. You're so like hyper-focused that you just get basic stuff like eating or drinking. It's so weird. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, you, but, but Gustavo, you, you're so thoughtful for your colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no one ever reminded me I should eat. It's just uh, like, you know, what, where, you know, you what can I work thank on next? What, what guitar overdub can I do next? You know, it was kind of what, what can I come up with? What, what sound can this keyboard make? It, it always was kind of just that drive to, oh, this needs something else. What does it need? And, it's, and before you know it, you're right, six hours have gone. Yeah. And, and also it has to do with deadlines, right? I, I think a lot of people, and, and you were mentioned before about you know, the importance that people tend to give to visuals, which, you know, coming from, from, from the TV side as well, I understand why they might say it, but the reality is for me, music is 50% of the picture, at least, of right? Totally and agree. You probably see my post on LinkedIn and, and I, I don't want to preach, but I also want to, in a way, I do want to educate a little bit because you see productions where they invest you know, millions of euros on it and the music is garbage. And you're like, really? Yeah, I, I, I've seen, I participated a few years in the uh, Irish Animation Festival uh, as a judge for the music side. And I was surprised of big brands just using library music. And I was like, why? You know, they're... they're 
put the money there and then you'll generate the proper sentiment or the emotion that you're looking for, right? And, and we always say that we are in the business of, of creating emotions because that's the role of music. For, you know, that when you're on a TV or in a movie, imagine Jaws without the, you know, iconic da 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 you know? It's just a fish. <laughs> I, I just love your your fantastic CV on LinkedIn, Gustavo. And the line, I mean, you, you've got it captured perfectly when, when you wrote, my purpose is to ignite people's imagination and emotions through great stories, powerful music, and immersive experiences. I mean, you've covered everything in that. Thank you. Well, and that has to do with my career. I mean, I, I, I did get like a proper schooling with Mickey Mouse, right? And this, so, you know, uh, they are the masters of franchise creators, right? And, and mm. how do you do that? Great stories, great music and great experiences, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and throughout my career, I, I had the opportunity to work in the company and the TV side and the content side and the music side. So, so, you know, that, that box and then my last two years were at the parks uh overseeing all the event business for for Disneyland Paris and you know uh when you have a canvas like the parks to to combine storytelling and music and create events it's amazing and, uh, we had incredible events like Electroland the, the first ever Disneyland Pride event um and we had Boy George years and years we had uh, Corinne Fille de la Region so it was amazing and, and the vibe and the experience. And you, I always say this, and even though I, I, I we don't folk, we do live experience music, but we that's not our primary focus for film and TV so far. Uh, the emotional connection that you have in a live event is, you know, you can't you can't beat that, right? You go to a concert, airs will stick up when you see that you hear the sounds of your favorite band, or you know, the people are just connected and united in the same experience. So, so tell me about the. Uh... The musicians, because I'm very interested, obviously, in, you know, the team of people that you get on board. I mean, are they permanent? It sounds like you bring people in for different projects, but do you, do you have a house in-house team as well? How do you do it? Um, so I would say we don't have a, we don't have an in-house team. And, mm. and that's our purpose, because every project has a very specific requirement. We do have a network, a close network that we trust and that we use a lot of times, but that cover most of the genres. But we're always on the lookout for new talent. And, and, and you know, imagine if we're doing like a reggaeton song, we can't use a producer who's just doing EDM. It, <laughs> they won't get it. Um, at least not for the Latins, right? You might, yeah. might be able to get away with it in Australia, but not in Latin America. Yeah. Um, so so what we do is we we constantly look for new talent they all come from the music industry we don't work with uh let's say media producers um mm -hmm. so i think one of the differentiators that, that happened with us is even if you're doing a 15 second jingle for radio or we're doing a 30 second theme song for a tv show we actually create a whole song and then we cut down and we get that from the main song so we always do the right we we do a writing camp in our studio we do it online sometimes some of our, our, our writers are in la or in Latin america or in, in england we have a few we have some in, in the nordics um so we we do the writing sessions and then of course we assign the producer to it and we're just constantly involved in the creative process with that so mm -hmm. no staff no, no no hr headaches <laughs> no you don't want that <laughs> So the, I mean, if that's the case, then the briefing process is absolutely critical, isn't it? 
you've, yes. you've got to, I mean, you know, I've been on the receiving end. Uh, when you get someone there, they say what they want one thing and you do it and they they actually then, well, I didn't ask you for that. No, yes, yes, you did. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what you said you wanted. And now you're going yeah. off the board or, or you backpedal, you know, the guy, the guy who's, um, you know, commissioning it actually backpedals because they had grand ideas for this particular genre or this particular type of sound, this type of emotion. And you produce something that is, and, and they say, oh, that's too much. It's too much yeah. or it's too little, you know. So, again, you've had a lot of experience of this. I mean, years and decades of experience. So are you are you able to get it now so that when you give the brief to anyone, you're pretty sure they're going to come back with what you want? Yeah, so 100 percent. So um and actually, there is a post that I read on LinkedIn, and I, I tried to find it the other day, and I'll, I'll swear I'll get it and I'll send it to you. But um, it was from a big composer in Hollywood, and he said, um, AI will definitely create music, but it will never replace us because somebody has to tell the AI what they want. <laughs> they kind of like, there you go. It's yeah, exactly yeah. your yeah. point. Right? Yeah. Um, and what I see is that when we work with the the musicians they don't necessarily understand the medium right like this tv or, or, or what they want sure. and it also happens the other way around the director so you know and that's why I, I don't we don't like to work with media producers because they're just used to doing that for that little scene but they, they're probably not putting the same amount of love to the music from a proper musician and, and I, I say it you know with all due respect um <laughs> When 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 you have a director that knows visuals very well, but then they come to you or to the musician and say, "I need this to have more punch," like mm. what? Does that mean? Mm. You know? Sure. So, so we also work in in making sure. So the first thing when we do a project is that we read all the creative briefs. We have conversations with the creative team from from the project. So if it's a movie. We'll read the script. We'll read, you know, the character descriptions or the Bible with character description. Everything. We sit down. We talk to the director, the executive producer, and we say, "Hey, what kind? Do you have a music in your head? Do you don't?" So, so that's how we start our process. And then, based on that, we actually go to Spotify, and we create a playlist for them, which is our mood search. And we say, "Okay, this is what you spoke to us, you know, and these are kind of the list of 20, 30 songs." We go, we do a music uh, listening session with them so they can tell us kind of what's the range, right? And they, mm. they'll, they'll have thought that they're, oh, no, this is too harsh or, you know, this is too melancholic or whatever. And then from there, we create demos. So if it's scoring, we'll create like a demo pack just to give a, it's not that we will necessarily use a demo pack. Some, sometimes some of those cues do end up in the, in the show because we've, read the script we kind of know what's going on but mm. We, mm. We, we use it more as giving a sense and then if we get the okay from the director then we know that we're in the right track and then of course there's a constant back and forth with them throughout the process yeah. and the same with songs we can create you know two three demos depending on the project right each project will have a different requirement but with the demos with then we'll have a conversation and they'll say oh i love that song i love those lyrics or these are crap just completely redo it and then we'll go back to, to the process um and then we we always ask the people to talk to us in emotions. Like they won't know bars, they won't know you know tempo, BPM. It's very some, some of them actually have surprised me in the recent project. There was a writer in in, in LA. He, he knows his music, man. He was like really to the point, and that was great. It was like it was yeah. 
finally, you know. But for the rest, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so so I need something a little bit more quirky. You know, like, okay, but what what what's the emotion? And then what they if they say to you, you know. I want more romance, I want more horror, I want more tension, I want to get hyped more, right? Mm-hmm. You know, music triggers a lot of emotions in, in our in our system, in our body. So that at least is something that you can talk to a musician about. Yeah. So. Yeah. Excellent. So how from their point of view, how how do musicians get involved with you in the first place? Or are you just recruiting them, just finding them? Or are they coming to you and can they approach oh, you? Yeah, so we we've we've built a website, um, which actually I'm gonna I'm gonna and this is a bracket. Uh, I'm gonna send you our logo because every time that you put global music branding, the yeah. Pixar Soul poster comes out because we we did the yeah. music transferred, and I know I'm gonna get a call from Disney at one point like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'll send you our point. logo. So you can yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so we, we, uh, we, we created a website recently, um, and the idea was to have a page, uh, where we have a little bit of information of, of what we call our family of emotion creators. And if you want to mm-hmm. join the family, we just ask people to send us a link to their work or, you know, w- whatever that is. Um, and then we have a listen and we just have a conversation. And if we like what we listen, if it fits the profile, then we'll say to them, Hey, you know what? Uh, we'll have you in mind, and next project mm. we'll call them if it fits again. If it fits their style, then we'll have a call with them and have a you know have a go. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. But Tim, yeah, but Tim comes from the music, so he he was writing music for artists. He wrote songs yeah. for Robert Schulz, for Hardwell, and worked for I think it was Universal back in the day. Um, and he was sent to many writing camps, and 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 those writing camps he got mm. to meet great writers. And even through our current network, they will say to us, hey, we have a great producer in Sweden. And we're, not, we're working with a guy called Jacob, Jacob Douglas in Sweden, who's awesome. He, he does great you know, like rock sounds and instrumental. He, he has all the instruments in this production. We work with you know different guys everywhere that are focused on different genres. So if we write K-pop, some of the writers that we use made songs for Tomorrow Comes Together, Red Velvet, you know, so, so they're proper like commercial music creators yeah so. yeah i mean you're, de- you're dealing with such a variety aren't you i mean it's not only global but it's inter genre and different genres and things coming out the wall that people haven't even thought of yet um but that i mean that's terrific before global music branding was very focused on doing everything Right. So they were doing advertising, they were doing music for artists, they were doing music for TV, they were doing music for cars. Like, and it's great, but then at the same time, you lose focus. And when I joined the company, I said, guys, let's look at where we really want to go. And then we we push, well, let's call it that market, right? So we, we actually went down from doing everything to focusing on TV and film, radio, and live experiences. So right. now... The, the company always evolves and, and and we'll see maybe in tomorrow we we kind of figure out that well, maybe we should really focus on the kids tv business it's like really narrowing down but there's a lot of stuff out there happening and you just want to become the best as you can be in in, in your expertise right so um, absolutely and tomorrow is another day 
and tomorrow is another day. So, I mean, it sounds to me like you're riding the crest of a wave right now, and the the new, the next wave is in vision, because you always are looking to the horizon, and there's always something coming, especially in entertainment. So, um, I'm sure you're very prepared for it all. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, we 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 actually did everything. So so even with the guys when when we when I started, we actually redid our whole branding and 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 we went through a six month process with a guy who who also the next Disney colleague of mine who now does amazing branding for for companies and um, it's almost like going to the shrink to a company shrink. You you talk to you know what you want to do, what are your values, who you want to target. And in that process, we we came out with a new look and feeling, and, and also on narrowing down the the, the type of work that we want to do. Mm. Um, having said that, I'm not I'm not saying that we we'll never do advertising, but we just don't actively pursue it. Um, kind of Ferrari or or you know, a great brand comes to us tomorrow and says, "Hey, you want to do our Sonic logo?" Well, yeah, of course. Let's let's go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. But I won't pursue it, you know. Um, and I think that has to do also with really. Uh, when when you work with musicians, it's always great, right? And it, you know, it's about the music, and you love what you're doing. And like you were saying before, you lose track of time. You have you know you have some drinks in the studio. You have some, a lot of coffee in the studio. <laughs> uh, maybe some food if you're lucky. But then you you it's the positivity that comes out of that. It's awesome, and you're always pushing the bar to to make it better and you know and, and different as well. Mm-hmm. When you work with clients, you also want the same thing. You want to be able to have a great relationship with your client and call yeah. them friends. Advertising for me, it's hard when you have the agencies in the middle, man. I, th- I think, you know, like I used to say in every company I worked uh, before, like cre- uh, buro- bureaucracy or politics kill creativity. Hmm. All this meetings, all the BS that happens at those meetings, all of a sudden your creative is <laughs> is gone, right? So yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. So, are you musical? Are you a musician? No, I am not. I can't even sing a happy birthday, man. That's okay. I've bought instruments, so I have my kids. I have, so I have a twenty-two-year-old boy and a, and a nineteen-year-old girl. Um, they have music in them. I think somehow the genes skip my generation. Um, I I've tried everything. I've bought like a cuatro, which is a Venezuelan instrument, like a four-string guitar, kind of like an ukulele, I guess. Uh, I've tried guitar. I've tried piano. I've tried even a DJ set, man, and I just yeah. can't do it. But I'm great at, like Tim was saying, I, I do think I have a creative ear, so I can listen and, and yeah. say, oh, you should change this or break it here or do that, you know, add it, bring up the tempo a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's how I kind of satisfy my music love. Mm. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I think it's really important, isn't it? A bit like... Um, being being able to watch a talent show and picking the winner it's kind of yeah, you, exactly. un- you understand what the audience is going to respond to what the audience is going to like what they're not going to like and actually you don't have to be the performer but you have to be able to view the performance or listen to the song and say okay that's not going to work with this particular audience it seems to me that's that's your top skill yes yes i'm, I'm more like the strat- creative strategy i guess guy and yeah, and, yeah trying to push the business and 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 helping Tim and and you know all the musicians understand what's coming from the client interpreting that into emotions um 
but yeah, I, I, I just love music. And like I said before, uh, I've heard all types of genres of music, ranging from blues to merengue to salsa to EDM to rock. I mean, uh, I, 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 I love, I'm waiting to get that gig where we can do like a rock station. And then they'll be, I'll, I'll be all, all in for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we, you don't have to be a musician, but you just, I do think you have to have a creative sensibility and, and, and yeah. understand what's required for, yeah. for each part. Sure. So what would you advise musicians who might be interested in getting into this field to do? I've got colleagues online. I've got people I know. I've got people going way back who may well think, ah, oh, that's the kind of work I want to do. I mean, first of all, what do they need to be good at? What does their approach need to be? Um, oh, man, I'm going to sound so cheesy, but... Uh, Go for I, it. Go for it. I, I, <laughs> so, I, I told you my daughter, she's 19. She's actually a singer, right? Yeah. And I'll, I'll use her as an example. Um, yeah, yeah. She she has an amazing voice. She performs great. She writes. She composes amazing. Um, and she said to me one day, I, I knew she, she was eight, that she loved music. Hmm. I said to her, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to uni? And she said, no, I want to work on music. So I said, okay, go for it. You know, like just do follow your love, right? Follow your passion. I think our generations are probably not used to their parents saying that. <laughs> they were like, be a doctor, a lawyer, a banker. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't do that. I, I want her, I want them and all musicians to go to really go and, and follow their dreams because when you do or, or whatever you love, money will eventually come, right? I mean, you always can do gigs on the side to, to kind of cover your costs when you're starting, but eventually you can, you know, get in, in touch with TV producers, with companies like us that work with producers. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of companies like us. We're the best, though. We, we're really putting the, the, the love into our work. Um, but we, we, you know, um, just push for the best that you can do and focus try to also don't try to do everything you you know mm. scoring is such a for example scoring a movie is very precise right it's yeah. very different than writing a song sure uh, i help them i help musicians that perhaps play on orchestras right and like the philharmonic mm. in europe to be able to score a movie they don't know how to do it because they are not taught and they don't again it's about how you interpret the need of the visuals or, or, or the director uh, for them. So, so that's kind of how I help them. Um, have a cool reel, put your music, of course, on platforms like SoundCloud or you know, whatever. Um, and just start writing, go to writing sessions if that's what you like to do and, and try to attend. There's a lot of publishing companies out there that might help you get started, right? Mm -hmm. um, they'll send you to like London or the Nordics, you know, there's like five places where you really want to focus, you know, like Sweden, London, Nashville, LA, somewhat New York. I mean, I think New York is kind of like going a little bit down and the, and the mm. writing, but it's still there, right? There's still yeah. music. So that's what I would do. And, and if anybody is interested in working with us, just go to their website, set it your stuff and, you know, and be nice, man. Be, be a nice guy at the end of the day. That's what you have. To do. Seriously, because, you know, we yeah. don't, we, yeah. I don't know if I can swear on, on your podcast, but one of our I'm, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> go for it, go for it, yeah. One of our one of our values were, and we, we I have it written down on the company values that we are not assholes. Mm -hmm. We we can't be. So if we're not assholes, we can't work with assholes. And 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 that's kind of so. With moment, what we feel that a musician or a client just has a 
negative vibe, we just say, no, mm-hmm. thank you. But no, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing it because I'm you know, almost 50 and, and I want to spend the rest of my life having fun. I don't want to, you know, it's work and I have yeah. to, but I want to enjoy it. I don't want politics. I don't want all that bureaucracy stuff. That sounds great. That sounds perfect. Yeah, I wish we could have applied that more often back in the day. No, no assholes, please. When I got in the business, it was still full of shysters, basically. It was full of people who were there to rip musicians off. And I don't know, I suspect there's still an element of that, but I hope, I've got both fingers crossed here, I hope it's getting a bit better. Um, I mean, the, the royalty situation has has been dire. I mean, as a lifelong member of the PRS, um, you know, I've just seen that the royalty percentages drop and drop and drop. But did you see that improving at all? Do you think musicians will get better rewarded as, as the years go by? So I had to hope. Uh, and, and, you know, if I look at, for example, uh, unions, right, mm-hmm. um, in France, Right. Those are yeah. the first ones to complain, right? And and, yeah, and yeah. I have to say that that sometimes it can be really annoying when when unions, French unions, get involved because they're quite extremist. Yeah. But it's a royalties. I have to say they they've done a great job. They're pushing and pushing, and 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 you know, streaming is a new technology that that of course you know we know how streaming doesn't do the same job as say as the linear or the analog days of radio and tv right yeah yeah very clear on what each composer should receive right and, and that has changed all the social media platforms like youtube mm-hmm. and, and you know, the tiktok I and mean, i think there's a lot of country where tiktok still doesn't pay out so mm-hmm. so i think with time there's going to be a lot of pressure um and hopefully that pressure is felt at the different government levels, right? And then hopefully that will change. So I'm always hopeful. I, I, I do think it is very tough right now. Um, the other thing that's very tough is publishing, right? Because you know, publishers share, you have the publishers and they have the writers share. Um, a lot of companies want to keep the publishing, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, and, and, and you know, you, you also need the gig and you want to work with them. And you know, that's something that, uh, with time, I think people will more and more understand as 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 music. I do feel that music is now being more understood in terms of the importance or the impact it can have mm-hmm. on a brand or a product. Right? Um, product can be a story, like a movie, or whatever, but but you, you see that more and more often. And I think that with that will come more leverage for the writers and composers and, and, mm-hmm. and everybody involved. Well, you're doing a, a great job being an amb- ambassador for that kind of thing anyway, aren't you? You're kind of pushing the musical bit as being, you know, critical. And and I'm not sure it's always has been considered yeah. like that. Well, you know, again, it goes back to, you know, give them the right amount of value or of importance of mute to music, right? If, mm. if you know, and, and, you know, all great directors know this. I mean, even Alfred Hitch- Hitchcock back in the day understood it very clearly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have that, and I'm not saying I'm not putting myself at the level of a John Williams, right? I mean, I'd love to get there and be able to do what he's done. But I think what's important is that um, when there's a, pro- a creative product made, then people have to stand up. And, I, and it's very hard for it. For, for 
musician sometimes because of course people we have a stereotype of musicians have to be poor right and no <laughs> we, have be, we have to be paid properly and we have to be compensated adequately and and if somebody comes to me and says you know hey there's like 500 bucks for 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 this song like fully produced and delivered even though it would be great to work with that particular client because they might have great contact we're like no thank you we won't do it mm. right and, or, or or we've had clients that we don't work anymore with because they've said oh conditions change and then they want to pay you half the price and keep publishing right now like oh well, thank you they're not not with us right yeah yeah unfortunately we know there's going to be another guy next to them that's going to say i'll do it you know because mm. probably desperate and and that's kind of the hard thing if we can yeah. all unite as musicians then oh and i'll tell you a story that you can actually leave also if we can all unite for the same cause and i think we can get i think the writer strike is a great example of what's happening in in, in the us right now in Canada yeah, yeah. because yeah. i have to say if if they're not getting the work conditions you know and, and it's like oh, yeah, you come and then they dump you know you whenever you want then you can't live with it without the writers man. you have to, let's appreciate oh, the value absolutely yeah yeah um, and I've had I've had conversations even here. I live in the Netherlands, and, and in, in the Netherlands, there's a um, organization called Film Funds, which is kind of I don't know how it's called in, in the UK, but it's the guys who do the tax rebates for content. And you know, if you if you produce there, you have some certain incentives, right, to produce locally. Okay. And it's a challenge for us because we you know we are registered as an AV company, production company, and. and we go to them and we say, hey, you know, we have a production company. There's this guy in Germany who wants to do it. And then, and then I made a series with us and we will hire local, you know, composers and producers and bring business to the Netherlands. And they look at us and say, well, but you're a music production company. And I'm mm -hmm. like, so what? But it's for a TV show. Yes. And, you know, and of course, there's like, they're, they're very bureaucratic. I don't know. We only do like documentaries and like, you know, uh, yeah, so they want to put everything in a box, don't they? It's in its own little yeah. box, so we can work out how to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. But but they should see the line. You know, so yeah, there is a clear production line that's dedicated to music and foley. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's kind of where I, I always push, and I always try to push on, on LinkedIn to to make sure. I, I've learned throughout the years that not everybody understands or sees things the same that one does, right? So oh, so. Sure. If I talk to you know to a client and I'm trying to convince them, you know, man, music is an emotional driver, right? I know it. I, I can feel it in my bones. I have blood and I'm Latin, man. I can feel it. <laughs> yes. I'm all about passion, right? Yeah. Uh, if but some people don't get it, man. And and yeah. I have to say that's when I bring in the science to the mix, right? And we work with a company called Norensics, for example, that they do uh, neuroscience marketing research. And, you know, it's amazing when you put somebody on an MRI and you scan their brain and you put music and you can scan the emotions. And, you know, it can be fear. It can be, you know, lust. It can be trust. It can be all these amazing things happening. Then you you, you can say to your client, this is what I'm talking about, man. You yeah. know, your movie needs this, you know. What, what, what's the name of that company again? Neuro, Neurensics. Neurensics. Yes. I must check them out. That sounds very yes, interesting. Sorry. I'm going to be posting soon. We're creating for a client. We work with them to, to understand a lot of the things happening behind music and, and yeah. emotion. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be posting some videos of, let's say, the, the process, yeah. how we got to that. And, That's and you'll brilliant. That's yeah. brilliant. Okay. Listen, before you go, I, um, 
I want to ask you about your journey. I mean, you were born in Caracas, or yes, you came from I, Caracas in Venezuela. And yes. um, obviously, we now have your your namesake, um, Dudamel, Gustavo <laughs> Dudamel, who, <Yes. laughs> who, who has gone stratospheric. What is he with the New York Phil or the yes, LA Philharmonic? New York Philharmonic, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. So I and it, when he first came to the proms in London, he was with the youth orchestra. Was it the Simon Boulevard? Yes. Bou is that yes. how you pronounce it? Yeah. Simon Boulevard. Yeah, orchestra. And he brought. I mean, I I'd, I'd done conducting courses right in Tanglewood and places like that, where we saw the the best of the best. But he brought that Latin kind of approach you could see there was something very very different about the guy um conducting what we thought was a more conventional you know orchestra with instrumentalists who played the flute and the oboe and all that so is that is that the, the whole venezuelan thing is that the caracas thing tell me about it I i'm think, interested i think it's a caribbean thing man i have, I have oh, to say really? a, or a latin thing i mean yeah. we, we have, you know, that's why we have so many telenovelas on tv <laughs> like, yeah we we breathe passion we yeah we uh, yeah I, I, it's kind of stereotypical but i guess we can say we love passionately we fight passionately yeah <laughs> like the yeah. two extremes and, you know, I, in holland everyone is quite quiet man i think my neighbors can hear my wife and i she's also like oh the Dutch yeah, like, are, are a different race. Again. Absolutely. Like, yeah, talking. It's like Italy, right? Like you go to Italy and yeah. all of a sudden they're like, yeah, yeah, and you know, the gestures. And it's but, but this is the beauty, isn't it? This is the beauty of the different races. There's such a variety. And I'm, I've always embraced every aspect of the, our differences, which is just of fantastic. So, what, yeah. so the question has to be, why did you leave Venezuela? Oh, well, um, so I, I, I left my house when I was 17 and went to Miami mm. uh, to pursue studies in, in TV. And I wasn't really sure I was studying journalism. Then I went to TV production and TV management because uh, I just wanted to cover everything. Um, and then, like I said before, I, 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 I first worked with Cisneros Television Group. They had they were the guys who premiered South Park and Latin America. And back then it was very controversial. You know, um, and they had their, their media group and they have several channels running for Latin America. And I was there for three years. And then in a small world, a guy called me and said, hey, we're launching Disney Channel Latin America. You want to come on? And I was like, yeah, let's go for it. You know, uh, I love the brand. I've always been a fan of it. So I worked there from 2000 to 2004, based in Miami. Then they moved me to Buenos Aires uh, to oversee programming, production, compliance, acquisitions. Uh, we ended up launching what was it, 15 feeds for 13, you know, uh, 15 channels for 17 countries, something like that. It was insane. There are 19 countries. Amazing. Yeah. Um, a lot of production, a lot of music, you know, musical productions, I would say. Um, then in 2011, I was asked to go to London, to Hammersmith to work over there overseeing all the European nonfiction productions and the franchise productions um, and all the overall productions for the UK and Ireland. It was a bad time for Europe. I, I laughed because I said a bad time, but it was like the crisis time. And, you know, I was in meetings where people like, oh, 8% inflation, I'm like, God, we're gonna die. And I came from, you know, Argentina, it was like a 30% inflation every year, Venezuela, 1 million inflation. So, you know, like yeah. the concept of inflation is very different. 
um i think everybody just has to kind of wait for the wave to ride and you know like be careful how they spend money or invest money whatever um and then 2013 i was transferred to amsterdam to oversee the channel business in the benelux um and then a few years later we we we, we well, i was asked to also oversee the music business for the benelux and then in 2018 i was told hey you know if you want to go work at the parks and i was like what what am i going to do there so popcorn like i had no idea like what you know what the gig was about um and then it was a great opportunity i mean it was like hey do all the event business and they had a lot of it we were producing over 800 events a year uh a lot of mice a lot of b2b stuff but then i we had car blanche to start the whole b2c and we did great events I and mean, we had very successful events until COVID came and that kind of mm. the end of it um which actually for me was a great timing because for for for, for me even though i love the company i was already in that moment of my life where i was constantly questioning like i don't want to go without trying my own business and I, you know, like i want to be able to have that experience and you know uh the clock doesn't stop ticking and and so i, I think everything just came together at the right time um, yeah. and you know covid gave me the opportunity to think you know to 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 spend time and 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 the moment i could get out of there i just you know started global and, and go crazy and, and i'm having a great time it's, i have to say it's not an easy life and you, you probably know this uh, yeah. more than i do but um you know entrepreneurship has its challenges but definitely yeah. the payoff is greater i would say from, yeah. i think the payoff is uh is all about the freedom yeah and, and you and you've got no one else to blame yeah, exactly. I, you have I, to take responsibility, which is yeah. fantastic. Actually, if you can no. embrace that, then I think the world is your oyster, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm loving every moment. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, man. I, you know, if I mess up, it's my fault. And yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm my partner, and we are in this together. And we say, well, let's put the effort. Yeah, you know, we even say so today's a holiday here. I'm like, yeah, let's take it off, right? And then, and, and and at the beginning, I don't know for me as an entrepreneur, I was like. Oh my god i'm gonna take a day off like <laughs> but you have, yeah. to, you have to like let it go you know and, and enjoy it yeah no i i'm i'm the same my, my wife and i are both you know self-employed and we don't know what uh, taking time off is yeah. <laughs> because we love it we love what we do i mean well listen i it's been fascinating listening to your story and what you what you're up to which is fantastic one of our mottos is you know always be up to something it almost doesn't matter what just be up to something and enjoy it and that's obviously what you do so thanks ever so much for coming on it's been been a blast thank you oh, so much man have a great go. day enjoy it we'll be in touch thanks gustavo cheers have a great one bye, bye.